Welcome to the Hallmark Cafe. I'm Michael. And I'm Diane. Come on in. Your table is ready. Tonight, I'm gonna fall in It's another great day in the cafe. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We love being in the cafe. And today we have something really, really fun and unusual and uh, something we're going to do more often, but this is the first. The very first. Very first time we're going to do this live on the air. And uh, it's uh, called uh, Mystery Meat. You know, you've heard of Meat Cute. Now we have Mystery Meat. Mystery Meat. Mystery so, Meat. Oh, that's fantastic. This episode is a little uh, variation from our usual uh, Hallmark Cafe episodes where we are enthralled, shall I say enthralled? Enthralled. With the Hallmark movies and mysteries. And we always have been. And uh, so we decided, why not? Let's do a whole episode devoted to mysteries. I mean, we have seen every mystery that's been on Hallmark over the years. That's true. And... This goes way back, and we've of course seen uh, several of them several times. So <laughs> I know. Well, they rerun. You know, they 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 rerun, and and uh, we rerun right with them. So that's right. And what we thought would be fun to do is today share with you our uh, take on a couple of pilots that were Hallmark mysteries uh, on the Movies and Mysteries Channel that became series. Right. The, both our main course and dessert today are food oriented mystery movies. Mystery H- capers. Hence the mystery meat, I guess. <laughs> mystery <laughs> Unless you're vegan, which, you know, then it's Well, different. you know. Well, it could be. Plant-based. Yeah, plant-based, uh, mystery plant-based. Mystery plant-based meat? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> anyway, uh, so, so what we want to do, too, is dive into a little bit of why people love mysteries and what makes a good mystery. So it's not just a... And also, let me just say right off the bat, we are not going to spoil anything. No. Because unlike the rom-com, where pretty, pretty much you know that the the leads are going to get together uh, at, at the end of the movie, you just don't know how, and you don't know how how tough it's going right. to be for that to happen. The the mysteries, it, half the fun, no, uh, 80% of the fun is trying to figure out, along with the sleuth at, in, in the movie, who did it. Exactly. Who did this dastardly deed? So solving the puzzle. So, so that's why right. we're not going to exactly say if you haven't seen either of the movies we we're going to be talking yeah. about today, uh, you, it, you have to watch them to find out. Right. And don't worry about listening to this because we're not going to spoil it. And uh, we're basically going to set it up and then talk about what makes these particular series so incredibly engrossing and you just want more and more. Right, it's like right. popcorn. And so both these fall into kind of the category of what they've been what have been called cozy mysteries. You know, they're not overly violent. They're not overly intense. Um, they're, you know, usually take place in pleasant places. Uh, they're not dark and evil looking. So right. th- that both these movies are, you know... They fashion as themselves. Pleasant, they're as pleasant as a murder mystery can be. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I started when I was a little kid reading mysteries. What, what book did you read? I read The Hardy Boys. Yes, uh, and a lot of people think that you know, I would have read, uh, what's that, Nancy Drew. Right. See, I couldn't even think of her name. But actually, I spent hours at the library reading Trixie Belden. Trixie Belden. Is she, was she like Nancy Drew? or? I think she was better, actually. I mean, but she was a, an, a teen But it was a sleuth. teen, yes, a, a teen uh, sleuth. Mm-hmm. And basically, she was a sort of a middle-class girl um, 
and very ordinary family and live next door to this very wealthy family. Uh, but she was sort of the, the, the ringleader of the neighborhood, and she would uh, go around and, and with her friends and solve mysteries. Oh, terrific. Okay. And uh, so it was, it was actually a very egalitarian book. It was really interesting. But, I, you know, nobody knows of that series, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen it anywhere. It, I don't know if it went out of print. Yeah, I'm not but, sure. But that, all that to say that I, I've just always been a mystery buff. I've always been curious and wanted to solve puzzles, and maybe that's why I became a songwriter, because that's part of a mystery. Well, you know? today's first movie also comes from a book. Uh, we're going to be talking about Murder, She Baked, a chocolate chip Cookie Mystery, and this movie uh, was released in 2015. Uh, it was directed by Mark Jean. It's from a book called The Chocolate Chip Cookie Murder by Joanne Fluke. Uh, and uh, Nancy Silvers de- developed the show, and Donald Martin wrote the screenplay. And it was produced by Harvey Kahn. Uh, the fabulous music was by James Jandrich. And the cinematographer was Adam Slowinski, and we've met Adam yeah, Slowinski. he's fantastic. He's he taught nice us guy. a lot about how these movies are made, you know, in the short yeah. period of time we were sure. visiting him on a set. Yeah, sure did. We learned a whole bunch, so anyway, thanks, Adam. Anyway, a good, a good cast, a good crew. Uh, and, and actually, the, one of the reasons why we picked Murder, She Baked was, it is that it's, a, it's just a complete uh, movie. It's got tons of good casting in it. Uh, really well-developed characters. The production values are, are great. And it is, uh, at least the, the, the pilot anyway, is shot pretty much entirely in our favorite town, which if you've been listening to us, you know by now, is Fort Langley, British Columbia. Fort Langley again. I know. Sure. But, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about half an hour for Fort Langley again. No, no, we won't. But we will tell you a few places where, where things were shot in town, if you ever want to go check them out. Right. Uh, but... Um, and in fact, uh, if you if you go visit our Instagram page, we usually will post pictures of Fort Langley and all the other places that we've seen when we've been visiting up right, there. Right. So Hannah Swenson is played by one of my favorite actors, Allison Sweeney. And why would that be, Diane? Because she is a supreme diva goddess from Days of Our Lives. Yes, she from is. Way back, way back. <laughs> I mean, I think she started on that show when she was like 15. I or think something. when I met you, she was a teenager and oh, she, yeah. you were watching her. I know. Show. I, I think know. so. Anyway, she does such a great job bringing this character to life. She's Hannah Swenson and she's a single businesswoman who owns Hannah's Cookie Jar. It's a, a bakery in the small town of Eden Lake, Minnesota, a fictional town, most likely. Uh, she lives alone with her cat, and she knows everyone and everything in town, and is constantly plagued by her mother, Dolores, who is played to endearing comedic perfection by Barbara Niven. Do yeah, you think? Great, great performance from Barbara. She, uh, she's always plagued by her to find a man and have a family, or find a family and have a man. I don't know. <laughs> well, it kind of goes together. Her sister, Andrea, uh, looks. Who plays Andrea? Lisa DeRue. Yes. Uh, looks up to her big sister and is married to Bill, who is a policeman in town. Now, Eden Lake is not a hotbed of crime until the day, well, some crime like stolen bicycles and and, uh, mailboxes being whacked down by the local baseball team. But... Really, yeah, not baseball a, player, not team. <laughs> Our team. Well, they were. Well, they, 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 there was the team together. Oh, okay. I don't think he went out by himself. Oh, uh, maybe you might be right. Anyway, uh, it, so not a not a hotbed of, of major crime until the day that Hannah's childhood friend Ron, a delivery man for the local dairy, is shot to death in the cookie jar parking lot. 
And uh, I just want to digress here for a second because we we watched this episode and we went, oh, now I realize where that is because right. it's the the cookie jar is actually a, a bakery that we have been to a few times, right, on uh, the corner of Church and Mavis up in Fort Langley, right. And uh, I'll post a picture of it uh, on on Instagram if you want to check it out and see what the real one looks like. But th- it's a it's just a great uh, part of that town. Right, right, right across from the Riverwalk, where we talked before, and right. I'll, I'll put pictures of that up too. So, um, Detective Mike Kingston comes to town to handle the investigation, and he and Hannah have a what I would call a great dumpster meet. Cute, or <laughs> would that be a meat dumpster? I don't <laughs> meat know. Meat dumpster. Cute. Anyway, uh, it's one of the first of many times that that we'll see the dumpster diving. It's kind of a running joke. It is kind of a running joke in these yeah. movies. Somebody ends up in a dumpster. Well, I mean, it, you know, but, looking for something. You know, but yeah. it was really Hannah's. It was really Allison Sweeney. I, I wonder if it was her idea because it was really funny. She gets out of the dumpster and she has food and bananas stuck to her. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And Mike Kingston comes up and and thinks that she's homeless and dumpster diving and asks if she needs help and there's a place that she can go and she's like, no, 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 I, I. I'm, you know, and tries to shake his hand and has ketchup all over. It's, it's just a great, it's a great scene. And it, uh, the whole first act of this, this movie is fast and funny and it sets everything up. It sets right. up the fact that she likes to solve mysteries, that she's uh, single and um, driven and very capable. Detective Mike Kingston comes to town. Now, did you he, mention who plays Mike Kingston. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. It's actually Cameron Matheson. Right. Another and, soap opera guy. Yeah. He was in uh, One Life to Live. That was All My Children. No, I wish it was... It was, it was All what My was Children. What was the one with Greenleaf? Remember Greenleaf? It was All My Children. What am I it saying? I don't watch these shows. You were watching it. It was All My Children. Yeah. 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 Didn't I say that? No, you said One Life to Live. Oh. See, this is embarrassing okay. <laughs> when I know what show he was in. I don't even watch soap operas. So. That's true. I miss those soap operas. They're so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad uh, you're down to one, one that's left. That's it. I know. Uh, but you know, those, that was back in the day when you had to just set your VCR. When those were on, you right. couldn't just, you know, now it's streaming and I can just watch it every day on Peacock. And That's happy. true. There you go. Anyway, this movie has a, it has a great supporting cast. And the thing about the supporting cast in this is that they all seem to be major supporting cast people. There's not a, there's not a tiny part in here. Everybody has their personality from the gossips right. that come in to... Uh, to Norman, Norman Rhodes, who is the dentist that has come back to town. And, of course, Hannah's mother, Dolores, tries to fix them up. And that's an hysterically funny scene. Right, right. Uh, when they get together. But the the thing about um, Norman is he's actually a catch, and he's smart, and he's funny. And uh, the, it creates a great triangle between Detective Mike Kingston, right. Norman, and Hannah. right. And even Hannah doesn't know which one she kind of likes no. better. And so. I don't know if the audience does either, which is interesting. No. So. And over the course of the series, you see other things develop. And maybe we'll do another one of these uh, down the road. But and Norman is played by the fabulous Gabriel Hogan. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And many people know him from Heartland. He plays Peter and, uh, in Heartland. Anyway, so, uh, so Mike Kingston is coming off the loss of his wife, and he's a bit wary, closed off, but extremely good at his job, and he spars well with Hannah, uh, but by the end of the course, uh, the, of the movie, of course, is smitten, 
and so is Norman. So it's going to be very interesting to see which one of these. And it won't happen. I won't spoil it, but it won't happen in the first episode. There so. are a few of these movies, so, you know, this is the first it's one. It's a so. slow burn. Yeah. Slow burn. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, let's talk about what makes this a, a good okay. mystery. All of these mysteries usually, uh, well, actually always, in the first act, the killer is either not revealed, but you, you see the killer. You don't know that you're looking at the killer or right. whoever it is that's committing the crime, uh, whatever crime it is, but they're there or they're referenced. They're mentioned somehow. somehow. They're so mentioned you ha- somehow. the the the, uh, the keen viewer would be, if you don't see them, you might hear about them. So so when you start watching these, you you start looking at them a little differently. You're like, okay, I'm going to figure this out before the end. So let's see, first act. All right, is it that guy? No, is it that one? And you really have to watch uh, the the writers of of uh, these. Movies are really, really good at what they do. Right. So, you know, there, there are several things you have in, in any mystery. You know, you have your sort of the, I don't want to call it a hook, but you have the, 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 the concept of the movie. You know, like in this case, she's a baker. She's the sleuth. She's, she doesn't mean to be a sleuth, but she is. She's very smart and capable, and she can't help herself. She has to figure out right. things, especially since this is her good friend, Ron. So, so she's got a personal reason for right, for, uh, and that and that's the, one of the things they say is very catchy in a mystery like this is if the the person trying to solve the crime has a personal interest in it, it makes it more tangible to the viewer. Like well, it can, adds adds a passion element. You know, they're exactly. really driven to find out what's going on because it's, it's personal. So, and you're kind of rooting for them. Yeah, if you wanted yeah. to. So, so you have the 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 whole setting of where it is. Um, you get the sleuth or sleuths, sleuths, sleuths. <laughs> the sleuthers. Well, you are the sleuthsayer. I can't say so, that. Uh, yeah. um, no, not oh, really. Oh, that was good. Sleuthsayer. That was pretty. Oh, that's the name of the next next uh, yeah. Hallmark movie I like mystery. That. Sleuthsayer. So you have the the, and then you have the person who perpetrated the crime, of course, and then of course you always have um, you have your clues. You know that every and even from the first moment of the first act, you're going to find a clue. They're going to drop clues everywhere as they go. So um, you have, uh, and obviously you have a lot of red herrings. Everybody knows what a red herring is, right? Fish? <laughs> They're red, whatever <laughs> they are. They're, no, it's, it's the people that they kind of lead you towards thinking it's that person, but then it's not really that person. Right. It become, you know, you, it, after a, a little bit of time investigating that person, you somehow come across the fact that, well, they couldn't have done it. So it's just a red herring, but it keeps it entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously you can't have one of these mysteries without at least one red herring and sometimes more. Obviously. Oh, yeah. So. And then they've gotten, Hallmark has gotten really good, the writers here oh, that are my, doing these. You can get really confused quickly and you're just like, what, who, where, why? But the really good writers know exactly how to write it so right. that you are drawn in, but then, and usually the, the person solving the crime, like in this case, Hannah, uh, she goes down a few trails trying to figure it out, but soon discards them as new clues become available. Um, but the other thing that you have is a very satisfying ending of they got the person, and a lot of times it comes with a lot of drama, maybe a kidnapping, or somebody's in trouble, or... Somebody's right. at, you know, so um, at the end of the movie, um, you're going to have that kind of that kind of ending that's going to wrap everything up, and either you're going to say, "Dang, I I didn't think it was that person," right, or you're going to go, oh, "I knew it." Right, right. And so the more you watch these, the more you realize it's usually the least likely one. It, because it, if the writer does their job well, 
you are thrown off by several clues that are given to you that the the uh, our hero was also thrown off by. So you're right, just uh, exactly. kind of like, well, oh, that wasn't right. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what's really fun about these these movies is that you're you're invested too. You're going right along with it. It's different than the regular rom com because you're not going to fall in love with the guy at the end. You're watching two people right. fall in love. In this case, you really want to figure it out. Well, Hallmark does throw in the attraction between our leads, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, no, obviously. You know, but I'm Possible just saying, romance. Yeah. yeah. And, and But that's left a mystery, too. So, Although, you know, that that's a different kind of a formula than when, for instance, when we used to watch uh, Columbo or something like that. He wasn't going to fall in love. There was nobody to fall in love with. It was there, just there was a Mrs. Columbo, so... Well, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But what I'm saying now, what are some of the older movies? Now, that, let's say, let's say Mannix. He was a, a private detective I used to watch when I was a little tiny kid, and he was a single guy, and he was always falling in love with somebody, and but, or somebody was falling in love with him. Usually, he fell in love, right? And yeah, then it was jilted. Yeah, oh, that. It, yeah. But sometimes uh, it didn't always. That happened to them. Rockford too. You know, that was that's kind of the classic yeah. private oh, or, private detective trope. How that, about you know, uh, how about Magnum PI? Oh, Magnum P.I., absolutely, Gosh. yeah, yeah. You know what I thought was always funny with Magnum P.I. is that who wouldn't fall in love with him, but women always left him. <laughs> I don't know, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's to say that for these mystery movies, these crime mysteries or murder mysteries, the ingredients are pretty simple. I mean, you need, you know, the, the place, the crime, the sleuth, the, the, the red herrings, the, um, the trail followed. And, and then, of course, the ending. So, you know, those are the basic ingredients, but it's all about how they get put together. And a lot of what matters is, do you have leads that you can really believe are who they say they are? Right. You know? And like with, uh, with Hannah Swenson, I totally believe she's a baker. I bet, she, I bet Allison bakes at home all I the time. I think Allison is, is one of the most uh, charismatic actors. I mean, she's... She has such a great range as an actor. Yeah. Um, she can be hilarious. She can break your heart. She's really, really good. And she really carries the movie. I really enjoyed uh, this series when it was on. She's done another series since, but I I, I like this series. And I'm series. sure we'll talk about that yeah, one, too. I like yeah. this series for, for the reasons we've talked about. It's a little cozier, you know, so. Well, what I love about this is the, the, the supporting cast. It just, yeah. it just, you know, bounces off the screen with between Barbara Niven and Lisa and Gabriel and I mean, these players. I, I, just, we should mention that in this movie, a rare occurrence uh, in television, uh, Gabriel Hogan's mother, Susan Hogan, is also in that's this right. Movie. And she if you somebody. watch Hallmark or just television in general, you will recognize Susan yeah. Hogan. Yeah. And uh, there she is. And, and I think they play actually a scene together, which is kind of interesting. Um, they have one scene yeah, together, yeah. yeah, yeah. At the, so at the party, I think that's so. really cool. So. You know. So those are the basic ingredients. Um, I think there's not much more to say about it except to say that, you know, and, and also uh, speaking of believability, you totally believe that Mike Kingston is a detective and he's good at his job. Yes. And and that's one of the things when I'm watching a movie, I'm invested in the heroes and I want to feel like they would save me. If they had to save me, they would save me. If If I feel like they're inept or they're bumbling or they're, too comedic or they they really just can't handle the truth you know <laughs> i i just i i don't i lose faith in them and i can't I, it just makes it less enjoyable it's kind me. of the same when you have a, a band you know uh, you want to make sure yeah. you, you, you got to depend on your your players are going to be there doing their thing 
I want to know the solos coming in when the solos coming in. Exactly, you have and, to be able to pen it. Drummer's so. going to crash out at the end the way he's supposed to. So. Right. So, so in this movie, Cameron Matheson is very believable as a professional. Detective, he really is. So. Yeah, he has just the amount of right amount of ego and confidence. Uh, and sensitivity to to pull it yeah, off. Yeah, and I would so, say that's the you know the the writer wrote a good part there. So yeah. yeah so, so anyway, so that I think I think that's it for that one. Except for one we, thing. What's that? The music. Oh gosh. The music's the the movie opens with this really interesting theme. I don't know if James Jandrus wrote that or what what it is, but it's clever. I'd love to know. Maybe he'll write on our Instagram page. It's really clever. I mean, James Jandrus, an extremely talented composer. He's done many, many, many Hallmark movies and and other things. uh, My favorite is, I mean, it's one of the few movies that really has an inner theme. Right. Interstitial theme, maybe you'd call it. Where, and who is it that, that does that? It's. It's called I Am Mine. and it's, Yeah, Brooke Wagoner. Yeah, so look that up on Apple on iTunes and download that because it's so intimate and so, um, it, it just makes sense in the movie. And so. the whole, if you listen to the whole song, it's a beautiful little song. It is, yeah, actually, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know. We would sing the, along if we could. The perfectly placed song in any movie just, boy, it just does it. Yeah, you know? so that's true. That's a good example of that, so. So I think we've uh, we, we've kind of set up what we feel about the murder mystery. Um, this this podcast episode might be a little bit longer because we really want to explore this uh, right. fully and and sort of dive into what makes a good mystery. But um, rather than just review it, and we hope you'll check out the Hannah Swenson uh, the murder she baked uh, series because I I know I know you'll enjoy it as much as we do. And we'll be back with a fabulous movie for dessert right after this. Voice like yours, unlike any other. Voice like yours has finally come like the sound of your soul, echoing mine. A voice like yours says it all to me. Hallmark Cafe is brought to you by Rolling Home Records, the home of original music by Michael and Diane Killen. Visit rollinghomerecords.com to find streaming links to your singles and tracks from their albums. And be sure to find Diane's single, Tonight I'm Gonna Fall in Love, as featured in the Hallmark movie, Where Your Heart Belongs, on your favorite streaming platform. Now I'm learning that a voice like yours can harmonize with one like mine. We have found the note So we're back for dessert here at the Hallmark Cafe. We are exploring the mystery, the murder mysteries, the the crime mystery uh, genre on Hallmark Movies and Mystery, which Michael and I both really, really enjoy. We We really enjoy. Every time there's a new one, we want to check it out. And it takes a lot to, to win us over, actually. We're we're not a pushover. We're tough customers. We, we are with any kind of movie, and that's why we you know we want to reiterate that when you're listening to this podcast, that we it's not like we like all movies. We just only talk about the ones we like. That is so, true. So it's a simple formula, but um, you know, my mom used to say, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So that's what we do. And she had a podcast of her own, didn't she? She, she probably still does. <laughs> Wherever you are, right. mom. She's got a podcast. She's got a podcast. I can just hear her. <laughs> she she, she's from Maine, and she I could just hear her. <laughs> she did have a great voice. She had a great, great voice. Great accent. Uh, so, 
the dessert, what do we have, Michael? We have one of my favorite series on movies and mysteries, The Gourmet Detective. I really like this uh, series ah, because gourmet. the tables are turned, as you will explain in the description. The, the Gourmet Detective was uh, directed by Scott Smith. It's from a book uh, by Peter King and uh, Becky Southwell uh, created the show and Dylan Neal created the show as well. That's They're married and they wrote in... They wrote the script. The script yeah. and everything. Yeah. And all of these yeah. uh, gourmet detective movies, yeah. which is really impressive. Uh, produced by Harvey Kahn again. James Jandrish did the music again. Completely different sounding score than the previous movie, the, the right. cookie movie. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, the cinematographer was James Liston. So uh, this is a movie from 2015. They both started at the same time, these that's, two movies we talked that's about right. today. Uh, what, do, do you happen to know what month it was out? Because I think it cookie was, was May. May 16th. Wow, so they both came uh, yeah. out in the same month. Yeah, yeah. So That's interesting. Very, and interesting, again, uh, Food and when you say Harvey Kahn, you're talking Front Street, right? Yes, that's yeah. the company that that uh, made these movies and is still making movies for home They're today. They're one of the premier production companies, I think. So the recipe for this movie, uh, as we've said, the the recipe being who's who in the movie and what you know what their parts are, what their characters do, and uh, and uh, basically the plot of the movie. Uh, we have Henry played by Dylan Neal. Uh, he's a master chef. And he's known for his ability to know all about food and ingredients and cooking. He's uh, solved a lot of mysteries and uh, food mysteries and food intrigue for large and small corporations and individuals and has gained the nickname uh, The Gourmet Detective. And I should mention he also has a blog that is written by his fabulous uh, assistant. And so um, Henry's mentor, Peter, is a restaurateur who needs help discovering who's sabotaging his restaurant. And so he asks Henry to attend a party to see if he can figure it out. He's got a party gathering of all his, I guess you could call them prime suspects, but Peter would say they were his peers. Right. Uh, so uh, then we have, uh, oh, and I should say that the opening scene under the credits is the sabotaging that's happening. Uh, someone sneaks in, you don't know who it is, and they release rats and cockroaches and they do lots of devious things to try to sabotage the health inspector, I guess, you know, yeah. before the health inspection. Now, the other lead in this is uh, Maggie Price, played by Brooke Burns, a uh, fabulous actor, and uh, she, she likes to play some very um, energetic and capable uh, Absolutely. action. Yes. action yeah. We'll call them Hallmark action figures. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Maggie Price is a homicide detective, and she's a single mother, and... She's on a second date with someone. Uh, she attends a cooking class where she meets Henry, who is subbing in as an instructor for the evening. So kind of a meet, meet? <laughs> meet, 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 he's salad. teaching a cooking class, right? Yes, so, yes he is. Yeah. So, and he, you know, he's introduced as the gourmet detective and Maggie being a real detective uh, kind of scoffs. If for right. want of a better word, she literally scoffs. She scoffs. Scoffs at this idea. So she's, as he's talking, she kind of starts quizzing him about, what do you mean detective? What do you... So he very sort of modestly, but not really modestly, explains how he got the, the, the title. And that's right. not my title, but he likes it. So anyway, her skepticism is in full display, and she razzes him all night about being a detective. And then he proceeds to show off his powers of observation at her request, uh, kind of to the embarrassment of some of the students in the class, some of the right. adult students. So fast forward to the party. 
Uh, when a guest at Peter's party drops dead, uh, Maggie, Detective Maggie, shows up to investigate, and she and Henry uh, realize who each other are. They meet is. again. And uh, it's it's a little bit interesting, and she and Henry don't exactly hit it off. Uh, so, And Henry, of course is on full display in the in the interrogation room being himself Mr. Know-it-all. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, Which makes him look a little suspicious. Yeah, so during the questioning, uh, Maggie's inclined to think, eh, all these answers, everybody talks about Henry. Detective Maggie pretty much kind of starts thinking maybe Henry had something to do with it, but I think she's only thinking that because she'd like it to be him because she doesn't like him. You know what I mean? Yep. So she's kind of saying, maybe we can make this be about him. So, uh, but the captain at the precinct, uh, Captain Forsyth, played by Samantha Ferris, who the, is a stable of, she's done a whole very, lot of support. She's great. The very funny Samantha. She's great. She's done so many yeah, different yeah. different parts. Anyway, uh, she thinks otherwise and decides he'd be a really good consultant that should work with the team until further notice. And of course, Maggie's not very happy about this. But I, I kind of feel like, uh, like Samantha or Captain Forsyth, I think she's looking at this as a way to kind of get to Maggie, maybe a little playing with her a little yeah, bit. a little bit, maybe. And she, I mean, she wouldn't do it unless she well, thought it was actually going to Look at these two help. characters. He's very uh, overconfident, cocky about what he does. She's a little bit, bit mm-hmm. that way about what she does. So you throw these two together. But they're both very confident and self-assured. Yeah, so. and and one of the things I should say is, just like in Murder She Baked, the the best mysteries they throw together two people, who are seem to be so totally opposite, and they it just it's like throwing a couple people together to see what happens. Right. And sometimes it works, but it depends on how it's done, and I'll tell you, it comes down to dialogue for me. Right. It comes down to, comes down to to personality and dialogue. And uh, this movie, from here on out, it's just a toss-up as to who has the best banter at this point. Great dialogue. I mean, the writing in this movie is very good. The characters are having a, a great time. The actors are having a great time playing these characters. There's some really funny moments. And just, you know, it, this movie makes me laugh. I mean, there's some really great laugh-out-loud laugh moments. Laugh-out-loud. I, I mean, mean it's, it's not... It's, <laughs> It's a mystery, but and it's a murder mystery, but it you know it's a there's some really funny parts in it. So it's a it's a comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's a like a murder mystery yeah. comedy. I mean, really, it, it it follows along some of the classic movie uh, uh, types. Uh, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a screwball comedy. It's a little bit uh, like the first movie that really ever pitted. I mean, uh, brought together two uh, people together as a couple trying to solve them. Yeah, pitted might be a good. Well, maybe way so. For it. Trying to solve a murder was the Thin Man. Uh, Nick and Nora, uh, William Powell and uh, Myrna Loy played uh, the couple, and they were fantastic. Uh, but this, they were already married, right? They were already married, but he was a retired detective, and so he kind of gets put. He kind of has to get back on the case to figure out uh, a murder that's happened in the movie. And uh, this movie, made in 1934, basically kind of set the mold for all couples who were solving a crime that have followed. You know, from moonlighting. To to Remington Remington Steel. Oh my god! These kind of shows where a a, a, a guy and a gal. Moonlighting was Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis. So yeah. uh, uh, so you know Remington Steel was was similar to that kind of show where Stephanie Zimbalist and Pierce Brosnan. That's How right. How come I know these people? I guess I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very handsome people. Yes, they are. Um, so uh, so 
the the Thin Man movies, and they made several of these movies. The other thing the Thin Man did was set up kind of a a, a sequel deal because it was one of the first movie franchises. And the Thin Man also isn't is similar to. Uh, the Hallmark movie, because it was made in about, you know, 16 to 18 days. It's a very a low-budget film. It was supposed to be a B-movie. became a huge hit um, and uh, really changed how couples uh, interacted in movies with each other. So I thought that was really great. So uh, this movie borrows a little bit from some uh, from the, the, those movies and from movies that have followed. It's great couples kind of getting along uh, in a humorous way, adversarial way. Uh, but I lo- what I liked about this movie was was opposite of the other movie. Usually, it's the uh, in Hallmark movies. Usually, the woman is the amateur, amateur, and yeah. the man uh, is the detective. detective. And this is this is opposite. And I loved that about this movie. It was really really clever. And also that, like I said in the last movie, you really want to feel like somebody's going to land the plane, and you feel like you know Brooke's character is definitely competent. Now, it doesn't mean they're not going to get into situations that they have to get out of, but there's a certain amount of, you know, tension and, and uh, will they, won't they. But at the same time, you're not worried that they're going to like, you know, fall off a curb or something in the meantime. No. During no, the easy no, stuff. No. So, and, and again, this became a series. I think they made five of these movies. I don't really quite remember. But uh, this one is excellent. It's an excellent pilot as well as what we talked about in the first half of the show. So uh, we highly recommend this movie if you're interested in a clever, smart, funny uh, murder mystery. And also I want to say that uh, in this one, just like in, in in Act 1, you're going to see the murderer. You don't know who it is. We're not telling you who it is. Uh, but oh, there come are on. No. Mm. But I did want to say that this has an interesting, one of the supporting cast members is actually our, our infamous, uh, friendly, uh, beautiful Kimberly Sustad. Well, that's right. Part, she has early a small, part in this. That's right. She has a small, small part in this movie. She's small but meaningful. Really funny. And really funny. And you won't even hardly recognize her. I didn't. Right. I was like, is that? Yeah. But it yeah, is. Her her yeah. her look is different than what you see now, and and uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty fun to see. And you go back sometime now that we've all been watching these uh, Hallmark movies for so long. If you go back to the 2014, 15, 16, you will see some actors and say, oh. That's so and so, and then they might have become a lead right, later right. on. And I just want to mention also look for Shannon uh, Chan Kent as oh that's right as uh, Henry's assistant. She just recently played the lead in a Big Fat Family Christmas. Uh, if you saw that this past uh, Christmas, and she's a uh, also a beautiful soprano singer. Uh, I really like that particular movie, and she has a part in this movie. She started out in these kind of parts in Hallmark, and now she's playing the lead. So that's great. Yeah, and I just want to say uh, I'm not going to give anything away, but. Uh, like one example of their banter, they're they're in the car driving around, and he, she's not happy about him being there. But uh, he starts picking up all the junk food trash in her car, <laughs> and it's like, how can you eat this? And and uh, at one point, uh, she said something about him being a bachelor, and he says, "What makes you think I'm a bachelor?" And she just kind of rolls her eyes and says. Lucky guess. <laughs> and it's just, that's, that's kind of an example. It's just so funny. And I think the, one of the reasons why I like this so much is it kind of reminds me of us. Well, uh, you know, because it, I mean, I do most. I roll my eyes a lot. And I do most of the cooking and you do most of the detective work around here. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it, there could be something, something similar there. So Well, I've been trying to learn to bake. And as people who know me... <laughs> <laughs> found out i'm not very good at it i'm learning but i'm yeah, not very good I, but at i'm it. i'm a uh, he's you know, a willing you're I'm, a willing test i'm being very patient pig. boy those 
Those, you know, the cupcakes you know, the, the other cupcakes day were much were better <laughs> than the bread that <laughs> oh my came out like a rock of the Gibraltar, bread. but you know. <laughs> the bread was awful. Yeah. Oh my god! You're gonna knock somebody out with that bread, but, but you know it looked good. So, yeah. but anyway, so uh, check this series out, the the Gourmet Detective, and you can find these anytime you want on Hallmark Now. Uh, it's it's great That's to where have. We watch it's them. like four five bucks a month, and it's well we worth it. We love Hallmark Now, um, and you know I, you know we don't work for Hallmark. We're just no. saying we love Hallmark Now, and it's a great great service. Yep. No commercials. And those that's our mystery meat. Uh, episode today and yeah a little bit longer so hopefully uh, yeah we we kept you going along with us uh we want to remind you please go and leave us a review on our podcasting because it really helps yes. us be seen and uh we haven't really requested it for, for up until now because we've been busy sort of just getting more episodes up and so people have something to, right to, uh, leave to us look, a nice review to. on apple Podcasts, especially that's the way people uh, find our podcast and and just tell your friends we're also on facebook and on Instagram, so you know, just find us, say hello. We're gonna, st- we're starting to post more things on there about. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna bug you all the time, and no. you won't see a whole bunch of things from us, but uh, it will give you the link when we do get the podcast up. So join us next time. Uh, even though I just want to say we didn't solve anything on this podcast, but <laughs> join us next time on the Hallmark Cafe, where love and mystery is always on the menu. Hallmark Cafe is a copyrighted program produced by High Horse Productions. Our theme song was written and performed by Diane Killen, and the Hallmark Cafe illustration was created by Daniel Killen. Be sure to find Hallmark Cafe on Instagram and check out our Facebook group.